This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, July 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California's latest water bond. Ag divided over UMCA timing. And the EPA chief defends shift on climate policy. 2020 bond proposal on climate resilience would benefit ag. The California Attorney General's Office received a draft proposal for a $7.9 billion bond last week. The working title hints at the broad scope of the measure. It is referred to as the Wildlife Protection, Safe Drinking Water, Drought Preparation and Flood Protection Bond Act of 2020. Nearly half of the funding would go to wildlife protection. Safe drinking water programs would absorb about $2.2 billion, while protection for fish and wildlife would cover nearly a billion dollars. The $200 million for ag conservation would be allocated to small and mid-sized farms and ranches and prioritize socially disadvantaged farmers. It includes $90 million to improve soil health, water quality, groundwater recharge, surface water supplies, and fish and wildlife habitat. $10 million to combat invasive species and $100 million to preserve and restore ag land. The proposal also offers $50 million for groundwater recharge and seasonal wetland habitats and other projects that improve groundwater sustainability. Under workforce development, $5 million would go to UC Agriculture and Natural Resources for hiring small farm advisors. The backers, while the financiers are yet to be named, the proposal's goals line up with Governor Gavin Newsom's top priorities. With water, the language is similar to his executive order for a water resilience portfolio. Environmental lobbyist Joseph Caves submitted the proposal initiative. His political consulting firm, Conservation Strategy Group, also led the coalition for Proposition 1 in 2014. That water bond delivered a portion of its $7.5 billion to infrastructure projects like the proposed Sites Reservoir. One associate for the firm also was involved in the failed Proposition 3 water bond for $8.9 billion last year. Next, following a review, the consultants will hire collectors to gather the 600,000 signatures needed to qualify for a vote. That number is based on the most recent voter turnout and is nearly double the amount needed last year. This makes ballot initiatives much more costly to run, but leaves voters with a shorter list to consider. Trump looks to start clock on USMCA. The Trump administration could submit a bill to implement the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement any day now. But there's a division in the U.S. ag sector over whether that's a good idea. Many House Democrats, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, are still holding out for changes to USMCA stance supported by the National Farmers Union. One ag lobbyist warned that while most House Democrats support USMCA, it would be premature to push an implementing bill on them before their issues are addressed. Also, the National Farmers Union recently threw its support last week behind some of the demands Democrats are making. But the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, a group that's urging Congress not to delay any further on ratifying the pact to replace the North American Free Trade Agreement, sees things differently. NCBA President Jennifer Houston said, American cattle producers need to maintain our unrestricted duty-free access to markets in Canada and Mexico, and that's exactly what USMCA would guarantee us jeopardizing that access by having Congress not take action on USMCA is simply not an option for us. 
Meanwhile, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue is trying to keep the pressure on California's congressional delegation to support the trade deal. Dairy farmers and wine producers would be some of the biggest beneficiaries of the new USMCA. Purdue argues that in an op-ed for the San Francisco Chronicle. He continues, USMCA benefits California's entire agriculture industry. He says by ensuring better market access and advancing science-based rules with our top trading partners, USMCA is a big win. EU broadsided at WTO on pesticide restrictions. The U.S. and about a 100 other countries have all taken aim at the European Union over its tightening restrictions on pesticides and other ag technologies, both for domestic production and residues on imports. The U.S. predicted severe impacts on countries' abilities to export crops like wheat, grapes, and coffee to European nations. The 79 member countries of the African, Caribbean, and Pacific group predicted their producers will be hit the hardest. China sided with the U.S. and ACP countries and stressed that it had been warning about EU's restrictive policy for years. EU representatives at the WTO did not back down under the pressure, vowing not to compromise on issues it said threatened the health of Europeans. Trump makes his case on the environment. President Donald Trump and EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler touted the administration's environmental record yesterday, claiming air quality has improved slightly since the president took office. We continue to clean up the air, Wheeler said, citing as an example the reduction in six criteria air pollutants, lead, carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, particulate matter, nitrogen dioxide, and ground-level ozone of 74% since 1970. That, according to new data, to be released next week. From 1970 until Trump took office, those pollutants had declined 73%. So, Wheeler said, the air pollution has continued to decline under President Trump's leadership. Well, Senate Democratic leader Charles Schumer, a New York Democrat, quickly used a floor speech to push back at the president. Schumer said Trump, quote, has proven himself the staunchest ally of the worst polluters of any president we've had. By the way, no officials from USDA were present for the president's speech, although the department plays a major role in conservation and research and also includes the Forest Service. One conservation group was represented, that Ducks Unlimited. Its CEO, Adam Putnam, Florida's former agriculture commissioner and a member of the House Agriculture Committee during his time in Congress. Wheeler defense shift on climate message. At a conference call with reporters ahead of Trump's speech, Wheeler defended the administration's shift in policy on climate change. Wheeler said Trump is concerned that the National Climate Assessment is using worst-case scenarios for projecting climate impacts. He said the administration is re-examining the model so that government can take away more of the uncertainty so that people understand better what's going to happen in the next 50 to 100 years. Here's today's She Said It. It's a good program, but you built a poison pill into it. That state senator, Patricia Bates, a Republican of Laguna Nigel. Bates is explaining why she voted against the measure for streamlining farm worker housing that would require the farmer to hand over the keys to a third party. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Tuesday, July 9th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, 
I'm Jeff Nally.